Blog Talk Radio. This is the EWN Radio Network. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third generation minister and business coach. Join Steve and his guests to get answers to your questions and help break through to the next level in your business. Hi, this is Steve. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Entrepreneur. I'm so grateful to have you here today. Today we're talking about maybe one of the most prejudiced words in all of our business, and that's the word technology. Now, for those of you that haven't already turned out, let's uh, say that we know that everybody has thoughts and feelings about technology. As soon as I say that word, it's amazing. Something always immediately surfaces. It's interesting to see how much resistance can come from that one word. Kathy and I run to this uh, so much that we actually uh, usually refer to technology as your online presence to kind of soften it for people. But today we want to jump right into it. We want to use the word technology. We want to use technology and talk to you today about why you're either afraid of or hate technology or how you can use your technology to suit you better. We want to find some really solid solutions. So today I am so fortunate and very grateful to have actually one of my mentors. And uh, really honestly, I got to tell you guys, Tom is a technology guru. This is Tom Moline, my good friend that I've known for a lot of years. Hey, Tom, how are you doing today? What a wonderful morning to be with you, Steve. Appreciate having you here. You know, Tom has been dealing with technology for so long that we don't talk about it anymore. But suffice to say, there are things that you use every day that Tom probably had something at least auxiliary, if not directly involved with some of the things you use every day. And so, Tom, why don't you tell us just a little bit about your background? Well, thank you very much, Steve. I uh, have been blessed, and it sounds like you already let the cat out of the bag. I've been doing this for an awfully long time, and uh, it's both a blessing and a curse. But let me give you some of the background. I actually started my career with technology in the 1960s while playing with rock and roll bands and uh, discovering that even then our technological adaptations were left some, somewhat wanting, and I had a great curiosity in how things worked, how they were put together, and oftentimes, more importantly, why it was we just broke it and it's not working right now. Mm-hmm. So in that uh, very early time, I also uh, I was fortunate enough to meet some people from uh, IBM and Controlled Data, two companies that in the 1960s were really uh, the forefront and pioneers of our computer revolution. And uh, throughout the uh, later part of the 60s, uh, I got to uh, look at some very, by today's standards, antiquated systems <laughs> that weren't very <laughs> powerful, but <laughs> gave us a lot of uh, interesting uh, experiences. There are some people out there that may understand how you get a callus from punch cards in a computer, but mm. uh, it may be new new territory for people. We won't have to go into too deep. <laughs> but I did uh, have an opportunity to serve with the U.S. military in the late part of the 1960s, early part of the 1970s. 
And during that time, I really got exposed to uh, a, a really different uh, adaptation and usage of uh, technology. And this covered everything from FM transmitters for uh, telephone uh, communications and to, uh, interestingly enough, uh, U.S. military computers, which at the time were extraordinarily large <laughs> collections <laughs> of tubes and other strange things. But uh, suffice to say that uh, throughout that period of time, I, I really was blessed with running into people who had kind of plowed the field in front of me, so to speak, and were willing to share their expertise uh, and understanding of the technologies. And uh, it was a very much a, a, a pioneering moment for me in the technology field as things were quite basic, quite simple, and uh, oftentimes, uh, I think, easier to understand than some of the technologies that we approach today. Uh, coming forward into the 1970s, I got out of the military and had the uh, great fortune to work with a number of businesses that at that time were already looking at uh, the adaptation of computers and the usage of computers in their business models. Uh, these tended to be larger, well-funded companies, and uh, they did, however, open the door of possibilities as we fast forward into the 1980s when the personal computer became a reality. And uh, through the companies like Apple and Microsoft, uh, we went on that uh, technological uh, revolution and uh, really had a, a tremendously good time with people as we again uh, blew things up, blew fuses, started computers on fires, crashed uh, mainframe, but uh, generally uh, did a lot of things that we go, oh, well, we probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> it was during this period of time uh, when I learned that uh, experience as a teacher that sometimes sends you down the wrong road so you can learn what not to do more so than what to do. But the uh, uh, characteristics, again, of the, the machinery and the people in that time it was just a wonderful experience, Steve. I, I don't know if a, a lot of our listeners today can relate to the uh, very early days of the computers, but I do recall a time when we put uh, four megs of RAM on a computer, and we had people from three states away drive to come and see it operate. And, uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> these were, well, these, these were wonderful times. One of my favorite stories you tell is when you talk about the fact that you remember back when debugging a computer meant you actually crawled through pipes and got the bugs out of the, <laughs> the well, those pipes. Were, uh, those were some of the early military uh, and government computers that uh, actually used vacuum tubes, and it was important to get the moths out of the tubes. And uh, uh, <laughs> some of those uh, computers, I, I suspect, uh, I, I might be wrong, but I suspect there's some computer fanatic somewhere that's got seven semi-trailers parked in their backyard full of vacuum tubes. <laughs> probably, yeah, as probably. Small, as powerful as your cell phone. So, mm. uh, well, and you a, bring up a good point. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Um, you were talking about you guys did a lot of experimenting and you blew some stuff up and, and things like that. And I think maybe that's one of the first things we should address is I, I've run in so often to people who their biggest concern is is that they're going to break the whole Internet or they're going to blow up their whole house because, 
you know, they make a blog post <laughs> or something like that. I think it's important for the listeners to, uh, you know, practically realize that it's really going to be okay. I mean, most everything that you can do with your computer, with your technology presences that you're going to use for your business these days, um, well, A, they're going to have that, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to get and do this um, approach to it? But it's really pretty hard to break these days, um, especially to break them so badly that, um, you know, it, it can't be fixed pretty quickly. Uh, so I, I think that was a good point for you to take up. But let me ask you a question bef uh, to end off this segment. Why do you think it is that uh, technology, even just the word of it, but especially computers and things like that, even though we use them every day, are such a turnoff for so many people? I, I think it's just the natural order of things, Steve. And over the years, I've been in computers and dealt with people and introducing them in business and in government to the use of computers and how to adapt the programming to work. There's a fear of the unknown. And it's a, a, it's a natural order of things because it's why we as the, a species, the human race, has been able to survive is because we're downright scared of things. And it's, mm. uh, <laughs> it's a healthy thing. <laughs> Yeah. It's also one of your strongest tools, I think, in business is to understand what you're afraid of and turn that into a strength. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you think it's pretty normal then? Maybe we can even tell the listeners that uh, when you approach a new technology, whether that be your brand new cell phone you're going to get for Christmas or uh, new computers or things like that, you think everybody kind of experiences that ooh, I'm not sure I want to touch it and experiment with it too much because I'm afraid I'm going to break it? I, I really think that's more common. I, I think I'm, I'm personally not the brightest bulb in the room, so I'll pick something up and start pushing buttons on it before anybody else <laughs> really want to step up to the plate. I, I do believe, though, that it's healthy, and, and you can use that to your advantage in understanding the technology. One of the simplest things I find on any new technology introduced into any attitude, whether it's a person with a cell phone or a corporate uh, computer network, is set up your backup protocols. What if you drop your cell phone in the toilet tomorrow? Mm. What's your backup plan? And I think that if people stop for a second and say, okay, if my computer crashes today and I lose all my data, what's going to happen? Well, if you've got a good backup plan, you're just going to be recovering nicely. And I think those are aspects that people, when approaching technology, should gravitate towards first. What's the best thing for risk management? But the best way to mitigate your fear is remove that possibility from your future. So good backups result in very few computer problems. And I think that's a good point. Yeah. Technology yeah, tends I mean, to... Uh, Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> no, you, technology tends to. It tends to put people off a little bit, particularly people in their businesses, because it's real easy to waste a whole bunch of time on technology. I'm sure a lot of people have had experience yeah. where somebody would offer to build them a website. It'll only be $50 million. If you write a check for $20 million, we'll wait. As soon as that clears the bank, we'll contact some people in India and get back to you. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's very ground out there that people have uh, to deal with. And and I think it's important in, in technology 
and in computers and in cell phones and particularly in your online presence for your business, if you feel uncomfortable in a category, look to a person or a company that can fill that void for you until you feel a little more comfortable doing it on your own. Or you've just built a relationship where you put that onus on someone else and they can mentor and or take care of that issue for you. I think that's a really great point. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point, and something that uh, that we are going to spend a lot of time on today is going back and forth between what Kathy and I like to refer to as the weighing between time versus money. Uh, when is it good for me to learn a technology, and when is it better for me to just have somebody that already knows it do it? I mean you are really good at whatever you are doing in your business. You have something that is unique about you that is the whole purpose why you were created. Uh, and the more time you can spend last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about Jessica living in your front seat and uh, you know that kind of thing, that you can spend being uniquely you. The more you do that, the better your life's going to be, first of all. But secondly, the more successful your business is going to be. So we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to start talking about some things to help you feel more empowered while you're using your technology. We'll be right back in just a couple minutes. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. There are kids in this country who didn't have a parent at their baseball games or recitals because their parents were serving in faraway places. But now they're coming home, and Wounded Warrior Project assists them through the Warriors to Work program. My mom used to be a tank programmer. Now she works with computers. I'm really glad she's home because I can't eat my dad's marshmallow macaroni anymore. To support the Warriors to Work program, contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. Would you like to know how to competently answer the question, this is what I am doing to take my business to the next level? How about discovering what is unconsciously sabotaging your growth? How would it feel to create a clear plan that describes in detail the steps you need to take as well as help to walk through this plan one step at a time? Would you love to have one simple step you can take immediately to get into action? I would like to invite you to sign up for one of my limited number of discovery session spots that I have available. See how the 8-step program Kathy and I have developed 
to take your company to the next level can help you find out where your company is stuck and how you can be a thriving entrepreneur. All you have to do to be considered for one of these coveted spots is send me an email to steve at wehelpyouthrive.com. We can begin the process for you to claim one of these limited spots as yours. Just email to steve at wehelpyouthrive.com and put discover in the title today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve, and we're back. I'm here talking with my good friend and mentor, Tom Malone. Um And as Tom was explaining to us, he's been in technology through thick and thin and watched some exciting things happen over the course of the last several years. Uh, we were talking just before the break about the fact that everything we do in our business is a juggle between time versus money, and uh, we're going to talk in more detail about that. But first... I told you that we are going to and we want to talk about what is the number one thing that people could do to feel more empowered when approaching technology. Tom, any thoughts on that? Well, Steve, I think there's a couple of areas that are important, and it's hard to say, okay, this is one size fits all. I, For many years, and in teaching computers and writing curriculum for computer classes, I, I came to the uh, attitude that if you approach technology in its simplest forms, in other words, divide and conquer, uh, you'll find that your steps through any questions that you may have or the adaptation of the technology that you're trying to work with becomes a, a, an easier if you take smaller increments. Now, let me give you an example of divide and conquer uh, in terms of a business approaching technology. And I know, Steve, from working with you in the past, uh, that uh, you were familiar with in the 1990s when governed the portal. And it was mm. an online-centric, uh, community-based website that I think started more in the private sector. The, the uh, newspapers noticed it and said, hey, we better get on this deal or we're going to lose some customers. And right. so many newspapers in the 1990s decided we need a web presence. And, of course, they started uh, contacting programmers and developers and putting together an online presence that uh, aggressively moved them into that space. Now, one of the earliest conversations I had with a newspaper uh, about on an online portal was, uh, the obvious, uh, you're in the newsprint business. You sell newspapers. If you put all right. your news online and everyone goes and reads it for free, how are you going to make any money? And that's right. a pretty simple uh, look at technology and say, okay, what are we going to do? Now, that model has changed, and I uh, believe we can call it the evolution of the portal and the newspapers as they've become uh, more adapted, uh, you know, I find some of the pop-up ads irritating, but that's just me. <laughs> but you do have to have a revenue stream from it. And I think right. that by using that example, and the reason that I like that example is I'd like to point out to our listeners, and particularly those in business struggling with technology, is it's really important to focus on something that you said in the last segment about the uniqueness of the individual. 
Each person mm-hmm. in business has an inherently unique facet and feature which they need to discover, understand, and exploit. As they're approaching technology from that very unique perspective, it becomes uh, simpler, I do believe, to say, well, okay, I'm going to have an online presence, and this is what I'm going to feature. And it's really important that uh, people understand the the, uh, value of networking, of uh, mentoring, of uh, really grasping at the absolute values that, that again, support the individual, uh, make the individual unique. And with that understanding and then approaching technology from a business perspective, uh, I think most people do find that they're able to make uh, decisions that they can see core results from. You know, everybody's got a website. Uh, Now, how many websites do we need that uh, explain how to tune your guitar? How many websites do we need that that are dedicated to uh, certain aspects that at the time they started in the 90s were very unique? And fast forward Mm -hmm. to 2014, and now there's 100,000 clones out there. So uh, every, every attribute of the individual is the core strength that makes the migration to technology so successful. And as... Over right. the years that I've dealt with people in online presence, and I think you'll agree, the people who knew who they were and and had a, a, a firm grasp of the direction they wanted to go and at the same time were unafraid to seek counsel, to ask questions, and to uh, weigh the pluses and minuses, if you will, of uh, any action that they take with technology as it relates to their business. Yeah, I think that's a. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a good point. Yeah. As we as we look at that, you know, for an individual to weigh that out, one of the things I use is something that's this is really old school. It actually involves paper, and I'm sure people oh, out paper. there can <laughs> appreciate paper and pencils and pens and things. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have to qualify that. I am a uh, a college-trained draftsman in one of my previous lives. I actually learned how to draw houses with pencil. And uh, uh, hand drawing is interesting. But one of the concepts is take a piece of paper, make a line down the middle of the paper, okay? On one side at the top put pros, on the other side of the top put cons. And then Mm. ask a technical question. And from your own understanding, write those things down. These are... uh, you know, and be honest, these are the type of foundation documents that you could take to anyone and say, well, this is what I want to do and this is what I think about it. And it takes one second to pass that, that information over. Uh, the, the, the strategy is, uh, goes back to programming. We discovered this very early on in programming. If someone came to us and could say in one sentence or at least a short paragraph, what it is they wanted, we typically could build it pretty quickly. And I think right. you'll agree more often than not, we had business people come to us and say, well, I think I want a thing that does something like uh, some of the mm-hmm. things that I've seen, but I'm not really sure what it looks like or how it's going to work. Can you guys build it? Mm. 
Well, I, I think yeah. that's a good. I think that's a really good point, Tom, because um, I think more than anything, the thing that can really empower somebody when they think about all of the things you can do online, your Facebook, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, uh, you know, on everybody else's sites, uh, as well as having your own website or blog or what have you, the, the very first thing that a person can do to really feel empowered is to really be solid in what you're doing in your business. Um, there are just so many voices out there. You know, one person's going to tell you, you should tweet 15,000 times a day, you know, okay, I'm exaggerating, but, um, you know, and another person will tell you, oh, don't use Twitter, it's dead. And, and uh, the real key is to kind of clear out some of those voices that are saying, do this, do that, do this, and really get clear on what do I do? What is my business about? Um, and then if you if you understand how to do that technologically, great. But if you don't, feel free to get help and advice from people who do that every day that can tell you these are the kind of things that are going to help you be able to bring that specific thing to the world. Wouldn't you agree with that, Tom? Oh, absolutely. I Again, I, and I think one of the most foundational things that we can express to anyone listening is the importance of framing a question and asking someone that question. Now, it doesn't necessarily mm. mean that every time you do that, you're going to ask the question of uh, a person who has the actual answer. Sometimes mm. you have to ask the question to two, three, four, five different people. But anyone in business should certainly be able to adapt to the concept that they need a business coach, they need a logical coach, they need advice. You know, when your marriage is in trouble, you go to a marriage counselor. Uh, if you don't like the first one, go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the reason well, I throw that out there, don't go for the answer you're looking for. Okay, What yeah. you need to do is find the answer you need, and that's critically important to understand the difference. You know, I have lots of people that tell me exactly what I want to hear. It really doesn't do anything uh, in terms of moving my agenda forward. More often times right. in business and technology, I've had somebody get right up in my face and say, hey, dummy, you're doing this completely wrong, <laughs> and pointing <laughs> out in a nice way what what I was uh, up against and uh, what where I was making mistakes in that pattern. And I think that well, is I think a common... It, it it it's very common, I think, in business. Uh, you know, I uh, to to our listeners and and everyone, uh, me and Steve get to get together and talk uh, about many different things. And one of the stories that I recently told Steve about is a restaurant that uh, changed the name on the front of their building. They uh, had uh, basically the same people, the same food. All they did was dump a major franchise name and go with a, I'm sure an inspired local sounding name. The thing that they didn't keep track of though was the social media around that transition. And uh, in business uh, today in 2014, assumed to be 2015, it is important in that online presence to watch your social media. Now business owners mm -hmm. go, my goodness, well, how do I have time to do that? Well, 
any business owner can interact with social media at a level within a time frame that's adequate for their business. But I think that in this day and age, social media awareness is a critical path forward in terms of understanding technology and, importantly, how it ties into business. To make a long story short, the restaurant went out of business because they got mm. really hammered on social media after they reopened with the new name. And uh, uh, there was a, a huge negative backlash. And uh, it, I found it really extraordinary. I watched it go through and uh, kind of like uh, sitting in the uh, Roman Coliseum watching the Lions work out. And mm. it seems to me that every every business owner really has to look at technology that uh, affects them directly. And it's real easy. Well, I think uh, that's important. Yeah. I think... Yeah, we 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 can we can uh, really tell what people are saying. It can be a tool that can really help us. I think you said something just a, a minute or two ago that's really important to point out. You said uh, if your marriage is in trouble, go see a marriage counselor. Um, I would even go a little further with that and say before your marriage gets in trouble, uh, learn how to have a good marriage. Read books on it. Uh, you know. Talk to folks that have successful marriages. The last thing you want to do um, is uh, talk to people who uh, just got divorced last week. <laughs> you know, um, it's important for us to um, to not become an island. It's so easy as an entrepreneur, especially if you're working from home, to uh, to to fold into this bubble where you're your whole world and and. Um, you know, not get outside help. And, and so I think that's really important is, is yes, get the help when you need it, but also realize that learning and getting help and things like that uh, are really significantly important to the growth of our business. And so we're going to talk in more detail, actually, after the break, uh, specifically um, how to be able to kind of judge how to weigh out when when is it good for me to learn this thing myself and, and when is it better for me to just get some really good advice and let somebody that knows what the heck they're doing uh, just do this thing and, and have it done. So we'll be right back after this commercial and we'll talk in more detail about how to weigh out the uh, time versus money proposition. We'll be right back. This is the EWN Radio Network. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the context, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners such as UPS and American Express Open. 
Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Are you looking to hire an IT specialist or a logistics expert, a medical technician, or a security professional? Well, there are some very qualified candidates out there. America's Wounded Warriors. These men and women returning from battle are eager to get back to life at home and a good job. Some have wounds you can see, and some have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. For these accomplished professionals, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work Program, a career counseling service that helps wounded warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These warriors have world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork. And to ensure proper placement for each individual, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right candidate for the job. When your company is looking to hire talented, highly trained employees, contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. Would you like to know how to competently answer the question, this is what I am doing to take my business to the next level? How about discovering what is unconsciously sabotaging your growth? How would it feel to create a clear plan that describes in detail the steps you need to take, as well as help to walk through this plan one step at a time? Would you love to have one simple step you can take immediately to get into action? I would like to invite you to sign up for one of my limited number of discovery session spots that I have available. See how the 8-step program Kathy and I have developed to take your company to the next level can help you find out where your company is stuck and how you can be a thriving entrepreneur. All you have to do to be considered for one of these coveted spots is send me an email to steve at wehelpyouthrive.com. We can begin the process for you to claim one of these limited spots as yours. Just email to steve at wehelpyouthrive.com and put Discover in the title today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve and we're back. We're talking today about keeping your technology simple how to have an online presence that serves you. Um, It's important that you, in all of the things that Tom and I talk about today, that you keep forward and front in your mind that your your technology is just a tool, Uh, whether it be your Twitter, your Facebook, your website. uh, Keep it simple. Um, Make it something that serves you. Don't have a uh, whole list of things that you have to do. Uh, So many times I've seen people become overwhelmed by the immensity of of all of the have-tos in technology. Um, We were talking in the last hour about uh, learning how to get help, uh, not only when you're in trouble, but, you know, be smart enough to to learn and grow as you're going. And and Tom, I'd I'd like to talk about in more detail in this hour how a person can weigh out that um, time versus money perspective. We say here in our business all the time, uh, you know, everything is a a juggle between time versus money. Um, Do you have the time to learn a particular skill or is it better to just spend the money and have somebody who already has that skill set 
do that work for you. Um, you know, sometimes it's good to learn things, but sometimes it's just good to have a professional do it. So can you give us some insights into how do we judge uh, when it's good to take a class and learn something and when it's better to just call the pros? Well, Steve, I, I think you touch on some very uh, interesting and I think uh, very simple to take steps to achieve those goals. Uh, number one, again, the individual here is most important. Uh, whether you have a small business or a large business or you're just starting out in business or you've been in business for 25 years, one of the first things I do with anyone I work with is ask them, how many hours a week do you work? Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, I know I speak from experience because I survived the, uh, we call the Mountain Dew uh, programming uh, era <laughs> where we were caffeine addicted and would do 36-hour runs of programming. Uh, there was a point in my life where uh, in programming I would become so consumed with the program I was writing that I would literally tune out people. And I think programmers can understand that. Maybe any if you've never had to program, you probably don't, and I, I excuse you for that. But you, as a programmer, create your own world. You have things called constructors and destructors, and you literally become a godlike figure in an arena that you are totally in charge of. And uh, I know many, many programmers that have gone through that concept and have ended up spending so many hours, they actually lost their personal lives. You know, we have mm. relationships. We have uh, wives and children. Uh, we have uh, moms and dads. We have uncles and aunts and cousins. And uh, I really, again, take you back to the simple thing. How many hours a week do you put into your business? And it really is interesting that when people start to look at it, uh, they will discover, as so many have, that when you put in long, long hours, you, you sometimes end up burning the candle at both ends, and you start mm. to perform at less than your quality. Uh, I try to encourage people to say, okay, this is my business. I'm going to work 40 hours a week in it. Now, lots of things are going to come up. And I forgive anybody having to stay up late at night and do paperwork. You got, billing's important. you got to bring the money in. But mm. really, if you can... Take yourself and discipline yourself to a 40-hour week, and at the end of the 40-hour week, look back and say, okay, what didn't I get accomplished? Okay? Mm -hmm. That's at the point where you, as an individual, can say, well, maybe I need someone to do that. You know, and if you're mm -hmm. a person who's working 80 hours a week and you're spending uh, three hours a day in social media, uh, perhaps that's your lot in life and you enjoy that. I think that you would find if you back off a little bit and bring other people into the fold, so to speak, share the yeah. uh, uh, abuse and the workload. <laughs> you know, I, long ago in government service, uh, we learned that teamwork helps to spread the blame out. So oh, it's really <laughs> important to, to, you know, individually stop at the door and say, okay, I'm going into work today. Am I going in for a 120-hour week or am I going in for a 30-hour week? And, and that, I think, really is a technological advancement for everyone when they realize that as one person, you can only work so many hours in a day and so many in a week and so many in a year. And those hours tend to wear down and the quality of your work begins to suffer as a result. 
and uh, uh, any any person in business needs to really uh, first set their own limitations because if they don't, reality or someone else will come along and set those limitations for you. And we all, as business people, we want to do better next week than we did this week, and we want to do better the next year than we did this year. And those attributes that result in growth are really a matter of going back to some of our, what we were talking about earlier. First of all, absolutes. What are your core strengths? What are the individual aspects of you that make you a business person? Now, how to take that, you know, early on in the onset of the web presence, we saw some amazing things. Uh, one that I, I personally laugh about is at a doctor's office awaiting an x-ray I did have a laptop computer with me and at that time I'd been developing websites for people and these were simpler times now I want to caution people this isn't the type of website you do today but I met a young couple in the waiting room who likewise were waiting for an x-ray and we started talking and uh, interestingly enough I found out that they were both employed doing 40 hour weeks Mm. but they were selling home beer brewing kits and uh mm. i was just intrigued by that and i sat there with them and in the course of about a half an hour of wait in this clinic uh i developed them a simple one-page website and actually uploaded it to my hosting site and put it online for them. i said you know this would probably help you at least get out there where more people could find you they're uh at the time as i recall they were advertising in some magazines and that was the extent of their presence well fast forward and it was about 30 days later it might have been a little longer than that but i ran into them again at the same clinic and got to talk with them and as a result of that one page website they'd been able to completely stop working on their day jobs and were now full-time selling beer brewing kits and uh that was a type of story steve and i know you could relate to this and i hope our listeners will bear with us but in the early days of the Internet, those are the type of rewards that came to people uh, to be first in your place. You know, it's also a very good example of today. I don't know exactly how many companies sell home beer brewing kits online today, but the successful ones have found a way to feature their uniqueness and, and to present that uniqueness in a way that they connect with the consumer. So the... Uh, the, the lesson learned is that in being able to, through a, a technological advancement, concentrate wholly on their core business, these two individuals became extraordinarily successful in a short amount of time. I think and that's they, really important. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we were even talking a couple of weeks ago, and Jessica Butts said something that oh, we've got to write this book. I'm just telling you. She said, uh, the thing people need to learn to do is to stop doing what you suck at. <laughs> and I think it's just that simple. Honesty is so um, brutal sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's so true because what we really need to do is be more and more and more and more focused on that thing that makes us uniquely brilliant rather than uh approaching our business 
as a jack of all trades and master of none because uh you know we were talking in in our very first episode about niche makes rich and trying to hit everybody means you'll end up actually getting nobody and it's important for us to know that we need to be focused we need to focus our time and we need to just be honest with ourselves that hey yeah learning can be fun uh we i was talking to somebody the other day about the fact that these days you could take a class you could just get up in the morning, take classes all day on whatever subject um, until you fell asleep in bed at night and have that be your full-time life. You know, you could fill up 8, 10, 12 hours a day every day taking classes um, and, and never actually do anything. And so it's very important that we focus. And that's how we really win that time versus money uh, proposition is by focusing on what you do best. Be a master of what makes you unique, uniquely brilliant and allow others who what makes them uniquely brilliant is, uh, and it could be Facebook, it could be Twitter, it could be something that has nothing to do with technology, uh, allow them to shine in that, re- in that arena and uh, you, you both will profit. Uh, we're going to come back with a couple of uh, really solid tips that are things that you can do today, this week. I mean, we know it's the week of Christmas here, but um, even things that you can do around the holiday season that can have an impact on the effectiveness of your business. And so after the commercial break, we're going to come back and talk just a little bit about that. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. For the thousands of wounded warriors returning from battle, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program, a unique program that helps wounded warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. The Warriors to Work program also works with companies to find the right job for the right warrior. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. Would you like to know how to competently answer the question, this is what I am doing to take my business to the next level? How about discovering what is unconsciously sabotaging your growth? How would it feel to create a clear plan that describes in detail the steps you need to take as well as help to walk through this plan one step at a time? Would you love to have one simple step you can take immediately to get into action? I would like to invite you to sign up for one of my limited number of discovery session spots that I have available. See how the 8-step program Kathy and I have developed 
to take your company to the next level can help you find out where your company is stuck and how you can be a thriving entrepreneur. All you have to do to be considered for one of these coveted spots is send me an email to steve at wehelpyouthrive.com. We can begin the process for you to claim one of these limited spots as yours. Just email to steve at wehelpyouthrive.com and put discover in the title today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve, and we're back. I have been just enjoying having a great conversation with my great friend and mentor, Tom Moline. We've been talking today about that scary subject, technology, and how to keep it simple. Uh, the amazing part about it for me is, although the subject today is technology, the truth of the matter is, is that much like many of the other subjects we've tackled, the real key is uh, has really nothing to do with technology. It has to do with being focused on your business and being focused on what you're really great at. Uh, and Tom, I really appreciate you spending the time here with us today. I know you and I could go on for hours and hours, but before we wrap up um, the day, can you give us a, a tip or two things that a person could do today, this week, even with it being a holidays, um, that could make their technology serve them better? Steve, I, I think it, it really boils down to some really simple steps forward. And, and, and each listener has to ask themselves, what am I looking for in the short term? What am I looking for in the long term? And that's an individual question that only they can answer. Uh, you know, If you're going to make a, a Brazilian dollars tonight, then I suggest you go buy a lottery ticket and get on your knees and pray. <laughs> if you are committed to a path, that looks like a career and a lifetime, then there are some very obvious steps forward for any individual in any category. The, the, the one thing that I've done in my life is I've never been afraid to go to college. I've also never mm. been afraid to leave college and go take a job because it paid better than what I was doing. The mm. uh, <laughs> result is I have a lot of college credits, and I personally mm. don't have any degrees. I uh, have been, uh, over the years, it's been pointed out to me at one time I had all these people that worked for me had PhDs, and uh, all I had were credits. But the upshot of what I'm saying is any individual has access to college-level education, and in today even more so than in the past. You can go online and take free college courses from some excellent universities right now. And I encourage every person out there to pick something and go get a credit in it. You know, if you're lucky, you might even get two credits in it. If you're really mm -hmm. lucky, the credits will be portable, and you'll be able to use them for uh, furthering your steps towards a degree. I, I uh, think that in the long term, anybody who's in business will find that Okay, so you spent a quarter at some school having somebody explain to you how social media works. Well, believe me, at the end of that quarter, you'll not only have that experience level added to your personal resume, but if you are in a true college setting where you get to network with other students and meet and greet and talk with those people, 
it opens up a whole new sea of possibilities for you. And I, I'm sure anyone that has been down that road will totally agree that some of those unknown areas carry the biggest rewards. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of how do I adapt in the short term to bring my technology to a controllable element, you know, tame the beast. You know, we don't want people to look at technology as the 900-pound gorilla in the room. And it, it, again, my advice to anyone, simplify. Simplify down. Uh, mm-hmm. I have years in business, Steve knows this, I use a what, where, when, how. It's a very simple four-step program that allows me to encapsulate what it is I'm trying to do and try to keep it uh, focused and deal with absolutes. If uh, what you're trying to do you can't explain to anyone in less than four hours, you are either trying to land a rocket on Mars or you should probably sit down and simplify a bit. And mm. if, you're, if your business is selling biscuits, then your job should be selling biscuits and how to bring that technology to the forefront to make that happen. You know, if you can explain what you expect from your technology in short sentences, then there are paths and steps you can take to accomplish those things. You know, again, I can't underscore enough, Steve, and all the listeners, if you're spending 80 hours a week and you would really look in the mirror and say, would I ever treat an employee the way I treat myself? You know, you are a perfect candidate for a little time management and a little reevaluation of what you're doing. And uh, I, I don't even remember, and I apologize, who, who told that to me many, many years ago. But if you're in business, never do anything that you wouldn't pay someone else to do. And that mm-hmm. is a very simple statement, but it, 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 all of us agree it's very complex to establish that within the limitations of our own uh, environment. But in a, in a business where you understand who you are, what your skills and abilities are, then simplify your approach towards technology. You know, maybe you can manage your online presence. Maybe it's important for you to have someone else do that for you. It's a, uh, a, a unique and individual answer to those questions. But in any 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 exceptions, always simplify. And, and for technology, remove the fear by establishing your backups. I know I said this earlier, and I, I, I still to this day <laughs> am amazed. Yeah. I, I will get calls from companies that say uh, our hard drive crashed, and we lost all our data. And I go, oh, okay. Well, I have this magical ability to find stuff that <laughs> isn't. There is no magic. So in technology, yes, if you have. If your business is uh, very important on the computer, you, know, you have databases of customers and products and information, make sure you back that stuff up. It's pretty simple. And I hope I'm preaching to the choir because I only, I never get the calls from people that say, our entire system crashed, but we had it all backed up, so we recovered in 15 minutes. Those people don't call. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is so good. I appreciate that, Tom. You know, I appreciate your time today. Um, I appreciate that you donated your time today to the Wounded Warrior Project. I know as a vet that's uh, really uh, near and dear to your heart. I I just want to kind of close things out here, first of all, by really thanking you for investing this time in in me that you've invested over all the years and and in the listeners today. Uh, I couldn't agree more. The more 
simple. You can keep things the better. And uh, I would encourage you, the number one thing you can do to make your technology simple and to serve you is the age-old saying, don't try to swallow the elephant all at once. Take it one bite at a time. Don't ask yourself, what is everything in the world that I could do technologically to make my business better? Ask yourself, what is the one thing that I can do technologically that will really impact my business this week, this month, and this next year? Um, And then get really good at that or find somebody that's really good at that and focus on that and, and uh, you know, let all the other voices just kind of fall off to the side. Allow yourself to be focused. Do what you do well. Allow others that do uh, their things well to come in and help you and focus on taking your technology one step at a time one day at a time. I appreciate you all joining us here today on Thriving Entrepreneur. We hope that you guys have a wonderful holiday season. We will, of course, see you next week. And in the meantime, we hope that your life and your business will thrive. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. Would you like to know how to competently answer the question, this is what I am doing to take my business to the next level? How about discovering what is unconsciously sabotaging your growth? How would it feel to create a clear plan that describes in detail the steps you need to take as well as help to walk through this plan one step at a time? Would you love to have one simple step you can take immediately to get into action? I would like to invite you to sign up for one of my limited number of discovery session spots that I have available. See how the 8-step program Kathy and I have developed to take your company to the next level can help you find out where your company is stuck and how you can be a thriving entrepreneur. All you have to do to be considered for one of these coveted spots is send me an email to steve at wehelpyouthrive.com. We can begin the process for you to claim one of these limited spots as yours. Just email to steve at wehelpyouthrive.com and put Discover in the title today.